and welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell. On the show tonight, we've got Paul Thorpe. Ricky Hyatt. Dame Hilda Pryor. Steve Rutter And we're very honoured to have the new owner of Yeovertown Football Club on the show tonight Mr Martin Hellier Yeah, here we go then. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. Let me quickly uh, introduce you to our guest today. First of all, the new uh, owner of Yeovertown Football Club, Mr. Martin Hellier. Good evening, Martin. Hello. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Um, also, Thank we've you. got Steve Rutter, former Yeovertown and uh, manager and player. Evening, listeners. Um, Rick Hyatt, King of the uh, Sarcasm. Hello, evening. <laughs> Paul Thorpe, former Yeovertown Central Defender. Good evening. Everyone. And finally, Hilda Pryor. Good evening, chaps. Right. Well, do you want to have the honour of having the first question for Martin then, Hilda? Oh, where to start? So, right. um, Martin, um, thanks very much um, for joining us. Um, just quickly touching base, obviously, I'm sure listeners would have heard you on the um, BBC um, interview that you did um, this morning, as this goes out on the Monday. Um, firstly, um, congratulations um, on the purchase. Um, I guess to kick start things then is, um, firstly, how did this come about because obviously we saw in the last couple of weeks the breakdown of the uh, the deal that was on the table with SU Glovers. Um, was this something that was always in the background um, of this or is this something that was um, dead in the water a few months ago and then it resurfaced? How did it, how did it come about to completion? Much, uh, certainly the latter is a more accurate depiction to be honest. I think I showed my interest kind of late autumn last year um it, it progressed quite well in terms of agreeing things and uh bringing it towards uh some conclusion um and then for whatever reason it um and i'm i'm consciously aware of things i might be able to say or, or, or not be able to say but anyway it kind of uh, fell down around december time new year time something like that. And I think around that time, we had a bit of an overlap or a bit of an emergence of the uh, Googler, Ugler um, proposition, which uh, was floating around there and was causing a bit of uh, uh, the rumour mill was going a little bit. I know towards a certain point, the sort of fan animosity was growing quite a lot. And I think it was almost reaching the stage of, uh, of a protest. Uh, I, um, of some sort 
And I think it was at that point they decided to head us off at the pass and, and, and say, well, we haven't got time to put an owner in, so we'll put a uh, kind of a steward, um, a new term that's sort of fallen into my business dictionary that I never knew before, which is a kind of a, we sort of own it, but we're not liable for anything we do sort of thing, which is quite a, quite a handy thing. Anyway, um, keep it professional. Um, so you can so confirm, was, Martin, that you are the owner and not a steward of Yeovil Town Football Club? A, I'm not a, a, a steward, a manager in waiting. I was trying to think of different terms for it today, just to, just to throw everyone a bit, but I thought I'd better not, I'd better not do that. Um, so yeah, lock, stock and barrel, um, still a few doubters on that. I just invite them to search company's house in a few weeks and, and sort of appease their own minds. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it was dead in the water more or less. Um, and then a very, um, a very astute young guy called Reese Rosser, uh, reached out to me. He's a barrister in London. Uh, he, he, he hails from this part of the world and a big Yeovil fan and so on. And, um, he's been quite instrumental in really connecting that, uh, communication bridge, if you like, with Mr. Priestnell, who, who certainly wasn't going to be talking to me in a hurry. Now, in amongst all of this, there was, I think in most people's minds, something wasn't quite right with this stewardship thing. Um, it just didn't feel right. To me, I turned to a colleague when they came out and sort of paraded around the pitch and it was really hard to place, but I, I turned to him and I said, they kind of look like two guys who have been asked to pretend they're taking over. Now that's my own personal interpretation of it. Something just didn't feel right. You either own a company or you don't. You can't come in and, 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 and incur liabilities on a company and yet not be responsible for them. I would imagine it would take a special sort of friendship for someone to let some people come in and run his club. Um, I've used the adage before, like letting a couple of kids run your switch while you're going on holiday for two weeks. And, you know, the results can be can be a little bit precarious. So, so that I, I think there was a general consensus that this isn't quite ringing true. Um, but then that's my own perception of it. I think, I think probably I can put my hand up. Perhaps Matt was just a little bit, uh, little bit um, unpredictable on Twitter, like I might have been previously through the through the passions and frustrations of trying to do things. I'll never quite really know what the true story of it was, but um, I was a, I was made aware quite recently that there was a perhaps another bite of the cherry. And so we, we, we uh, chased that with, with, with some, with some vigor last week. I mean, the process alone in the last few days of negotiations would have probably made quite a good Netflix documentary. Well, I just want to touch on that, Martin, because um, I want to talk about just solely your purchase of the, of the club for the moment. Um, you mentioned in your interview with our very own AD only a, couple of weeks ago that it's very difficult to do uh, any sort of business with somebody who isn't answering their phone or picking up their emails the other side and um, with this deal that finally did get done was there a dialogue between 
yourself and Mr. Priestnell, or did it go via representatives or a third party on yeah, his com behalf? Com completely in every aspect, a third party. Um, I think, you know, what, what you have to remember is I think circumstances for Mr. Priestnell changed quite dramatically over the last few weeks with regards to ambitions for the land and so on. And I think that probably changed his outlook on on uh, whether how keen he was to sell or what he wanted to do. Now, I can't speak as to why negotiations or arrangements broke down between him and SU Glovers. Um, all I know is that an opportunity arose somewhere in amongst all of that and um, not exclusive to us and SU Glovers either. Um, I think there was quite a, quite a kind of... Uh, race for it near the end, um, couldn't name those parties. Um, but it was, it was literally, I would say, up to the very last minute of Friday evening as to know whether we were home and dry. Um, and you could have felt like that hours before or a week before. It was really sort of in the balance. It was a, uh, you know, a, 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 a very, kind of heavy, intense exchange of documents and amendments and, and, you know, third and fourth and fifth amendments and so on. So it, it, it went right to the line. Um, I say right to the line as in not carrying it over the weekend and carrying on again this week. That to me personally, the, the level of discord and concern amongst the fans was reaching such an absolute kind of um, pinnacle that we needed resolution, not just for ourselves, but just for the for the sake of the football club that would be left after whoever took over. You know, it was being, you know, just sort of tossed around all over the place. So it was pretty intense negotiations up to the up to the last moment. Paul, Steve, um, Rick, have you got any questions for Martin? Paul has, I think. Yeah, I think uh, just um. One thing that was, I think, really important to all of us, being the fact that uh, ex-players and fans and, and football club, is that um, it looked like Scott Preston wanted to break the, the club up as regards to the land and the... Can you actually confirm that you've got everything and the club is back as one now? I can confirm that I have Yeovil Town Holdings. Yeovil Town Holdings owns... Yeovil Town Football Club, so therefore by definition I have that, and Yeovil Town Holdings owns the exclusive buyback rights for the stadium and the land. They are not currently, as they stand at this moment, reunited as one, no. but they are reunited in the sense that I am the owner of of both, as was Scott, of course, yeah. but um, the ambitions um, are not the same, um, and that's the no. key really yeah, now um, absolutely. I, know, I know it's absolutely all about um, you know talk is cheap and all of that unfortunately I cannot fast forward time and, and and make that proof come through any quicker but you know I've said it on record on the BBC on the interviews on this interview and it can be recorded and 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 played back to me in the middle of Tesco's one day when I'm trying to do my shopping whatever it is but um, you know it's it's my ambitions to only, and that land will in one way, shape or form be developed on at some point in the future, full stop. That, that is the council's wishes as much as mine, or, or more than mine, 
in fairness. But the difference being that if that is the case, you have to remember the council was so many years behind on their housing policies and what they need to do. Um, my view is, firstly, well, the revenues, the subsequent revenues coming from that would go into the club. The actual asset value of those of those developments would be an asset of the club and add value to the club and and, yeah. and some tangible asset. Um, and I certainly don't imagine or view it along the lines of anywhere near the sort of terrifying density of housing that you know, sort of reminiscent of Luton football ground or something. Um, and I think I think there's a balance to be found there. I think there's a mixture to be found there of some sympathetic kind of like commercial, some hospitality stuff. It really needs to blend in with the actual match day experience up there rather than be a complete conflict of, um, you know, and, and I, I think it was really just the sheer, the sheer kind of, um, you know, sort of density of housing, almost a shameless um, exploitation of a piece of land to cram in as many houses as you can. Mm. It would have involved reducing parking even further by at least 50%. And I'm sure any nearby residents of Abbey Manor would tell you, you know, obviously in busier times of the football club that that wouldn't be too much to look forward to. So, you know, it is it is a piece of land which is, it's not really doing much for the club as it stands. I mean, I was up there yesterday afternoon and I was assessing just how much rent we are paying for someone to sort of walk their dog around the field up there. Um, so it's really important that the football club gets to realise that asset and utilise it for the for the best revenue opportunities for the club and for the best experience of, of, of fans. There's a, there's a balance to be had up there that I think in actual fact will, will, will suit people better in the long run we need to create revenue streams outside of uh, matches and the Monday to Friday kind of stuff. So, you know, there's no, I think, you know, people have commented, well, he's no good because he's a property developer as well. Well, I mean, we all started in some business. We're not born, um, you know, football club owners. But... Martin, if I could just touch on that for a second. So in the short term, I appreciate it was your first full day today as as owner in the short term how do you envisage your day-to-day -day, um running of the club and what i mean by that is as you've touched upon you've got your um successful business business with the with the helia group which obviously also needs um a leader and somebody to yeah. run uh, steer the ship for those uh, businesses up till now. Is this something that you're having to sort of work out as you go along? Is it very yeah, quickly it, happened over it, the weekend? Yeah. It, it is in fairness. I mean, we have a good framework of, of, of quite professional people around us, but at the end of the day, um, it's myself that needs to go in there in the, in, in the short term and, and, and figure what's what. We want to do a full, a full financial audit, uh, a full audit of the facilities and the exteriors, and the, we've obviously got, um, you know, a whole separate issue of Mark and the players and what he's doing there. So there are some fantastically talented people around me who are kind of picking up that slack, if you like. Um, there will be there will be some form of solution at the club that means it doesn't require my absolute 
you know, um, sort of nine to five, Monday to Friday, every day sort of attention. But at this point, at this juncture, um, I'd rather come in and, and sort of analyze things. We've got a steady, what is a very uneven ship and very sort of stormy waters up to now. Um, and then hopefully really just, just I mean, it's, it's, it's my intention definitely to spend a lot of time up there, but, you know, utilizing that time in the right way. And I've obviously got to get to know people. They've all been fantastically welcoming up there today. Um, it's a great team. Um, the number of years that some of the staff have been there is testament to how much they enjoy the job. Um, so I'd say for sort of my first day at school, I've, 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 I've done all right, really. <laughs> um, moving forward, Martin, um, you know as well as anybody else that perception is very much uh, a key thing in, well, in society um, uh, these days. Um, regardless of how... Um, hands-on you might be with a day-to-day, -day, depending on what week you're having. Do you think it will, it's going to be very important from your image in the first instance that you're seen at the club as much as possible? Sure. Because, as you know, there's so much unrest with previous ownerships yeah. and promises, etc., that yeah. you need to be as visible as possible, certainly in the short to midterm. Sure. I mean, we've enjoyed going to at least every home match that's, that's, that's been there. Um, with no vested interest in the club at that point, albeit, albeit a sponsor. Um, you know, you can always go to every away game, you know, previously, you know, circumstances and so on and so on. But yeah, I mean, we, it, it, it might be the, it might be the key difference between it is we actually do enjoy attending the matches. We, we, we were, we were in it before any of this. And, um, you know, that's not something we have to kind of artificially, um, create or pretend to do. I mean, it's it's if if you know, in simple terms. If we enjoyed going to the matches before, um, we're certainly going to enjoy going and uh, uh, you know more as, as, as an actual owner. Um, we we enjoy Oval Town. We enjoy the community. The 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 chairmanship is a obviously a, a, a very honourable bonus on top of that. But it's uh, you know it doesn't detract from the fact that we. We enjoy good yodel games. Martin, are you going to be a noisy chairman when it comes to watching the games? Well, sometimes <laughs> I just can't control myself. You know, if it's if, if it's if it's something that seems unjust on the on the on, on the pitch, I think you mean noisy as in objectionable or noisy as in cheering and be happy. Probably <laughs> e mix of either, either really. I, I, I mean, that, that's a, a slightly unknown one, I suppose. But um, I'm 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 aware that you know there is a. There is a certain duty and responsibility that goes with the behaviour of a of a football club chairman, mostly. And um, I would say, is that, that, Martin, does, does yeah. that mean that we can expect to see you doing a Michael Knighton for the first game of uh, next season? Doing what? Sorry, do you remember when Michael Knighton was going to take over Manchester United and he put on a kit and started doing keepy uppies in the centre circle before the first game? We're going to see you doing that. Well, I think it would be short-lived. I'm not sure what my keep record <laughs> is, but uh, um, or, 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 or or sort of how my sort of knobbly knees might go down down with the with with, with the crowd. But um, I, I, I'll try and remain the consummate professional that I have done ever since autumn. Steve, yeah. Steve, have you got anything to say? You're quiet up in the corner there. Yeah, no. I'm, I mean, it's just fascinating because. On last week's podcast, we were all lamenting the state of the football club, weren't we? And then, yeah. like we said, a week's a very long time in football, and 
you know, this has this has transpired, which I, which you know is, is great news. Was there were there any like smoking guns, Martin, that you weren't expecting through the negotiations? Something that just sort of came out of the blue that you weren't aware of. And and what's in terms of going forward? Obviously, we've been in football. It, it takes several years to turn a ship around. What what would be your medium to long term vision for the club going forward? That's it. I mean, to answer the the second question first, I mean, touchline really is 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 people's reality of um you know to calibrate their minds in terms of what is realistically achievable over a certain period of time first things first is to actually financially stabilize the the company look at any immediate um uh creditors that have, uh, 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 could cause um you know you're putting out the biggest fires first of course and stabilizing the ship um there's obviously a, an, an immediate requirement for who's playing next season, um, who's being retained. Um, and then it's it's really, obviously, we're looking as, as soon as possible this week to get the get the tickets and season tickets online so so people can start to look at that. Um, and that there is there is the, the short-term parts of that. There's the medium-term parts of really looking at the uh, experience for... Uh, for fans when they get there. I mean, I spent a long time today um, sort of mooching around the back of the Thatcher stand and so on. I think I think visually, from what I've seen there, fans have been extremely let down if that's what they're expected to experience for their, for their money. Um, so we're looking at a lot of things there. And long-term, you know, this the long-term is just building on that. And, and I mean, short-term, of course, our absolute ambitions to get the club back up in the National League, but we just want to pace out and, and, and bring longevity and consistency and confidence to the club. It feels at the moment that it lurches from various positions day to day, week to week. We just want a period of consistent calm and belief in the company. This is something we want to see you know, growing and doing well for years, for decades, not this, you know, what a difference a week makes, which it has obviously brilliantly in the last week. But it's this kind of being batted around and talked about. We really just want to make it a consistent, strong, solid community asset that will just improve over the years. Martin, that, that's the problem, isn't it? That now you've taken over, it's almost like people think instantly everything's gone away. But it hasn't. People, I, you know, you've got to deal with all of the things that you've been left with. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The the deal went through Friday night and someone Saturday morning was asking me when I'm going to cover the away stand. And it's it's kind of just, just be, you know, the, 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 the first thing first, it's still worth just, you know, relishing the fact that all the things that impeded those improvements, all the things that created a, a disjoint, between fans and the ownership and, and, and the morale of the staff, those things have been removed. And, you know, we, 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 we rejoice over that, but we're also acutely aware that we won't have that to blame next season if there's an issue. And so the pressure is well and truly on us as the owners. And we relish that opportunity, but a degree of patience has to be found. This, this isn't going to all happen overnight. Martin, did the... Did fans' expectations come into the to the thinking at all? Um, 
I mean, it. I guess if, for a football owner and anybody taking over a football club, I guess fan expectation, like you say, you've had questions about what's going to happen with the stand already. Yeah. Is that just sort of par for the course or was there ever yeah. a part of you that thought, actually, oh. this might just be a little bit too much of an expectation from um, from fans? I think I think if you took the broad section of fans and, and their expectations, I think that I, I think their expectations expectations were perfectly fair and that was you know the 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 confusion the suspicion the worry over this land all the time this land and housing developments and you know owners that aren't local and and it was this huge distracting you know it well and truly you should not have a period of years where the off-pitch events are far outweighing what's going on on the pitch. And we're talking years of that. And that really gets stuck in, gets ingrained in people's minds. And so it's quite rightly that if someone like me comes along, I'm, I'm quite, I wouldn't want them to suddenly believe everything is, is perfect and wonderful or anything like that. Who could blame them? Once bitten and all that sort of thing. So the broad, broad sort of central range of expectations is correct. They want to feel like they are respected, they want to feel like they are heard by the owners and that they have a voice and and that, you know, the owner, first and foremost, and this might be a novel concept over the over the last few years, the owner is first and foremost interested in a winning football team. The rest of it is a secondary thing around that which might help supplement the income. So well, Martin, it's, as as a, a a football club, obviously it's all about playing football. Now you're you're the chairman. Uh, you're also the paymaster. If I was um, Mark Cooper and I came to you, do you, you know, lay down a certain parameters as to what he can do in the transfer market? I mean, obviously, I know ultimately you would, as you're the chairman. But d does he have a certain set of parameters, and then come to you and say, right, I got ten players here that fit the parameter. Which ones do you want? Yeah, I think it, it you know, within the realms of reality, if you like, it it, it doesn't, you know, for example. You know, you don't become fairly good at business if you just say, well, no matter what money I've got, you can have loads of it. And, you know, three times more than whatever any team in, in the in the same league gets. It's not about that, but it's about, um, you know, we're, we're finding a starting point and an understanding of what he's felt restricted him. Um, you know, we're not going to be signing up Ronaldo or something, but we we... It, it's finding that that calibration of what is realistic, what is. You're officially ruling that out, are you, Martin? Yes, that's an exclusive. That's an exclusive. <laughs> it might be available now. Go on, type it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, have you have you actually had much communication with uh, with Mark Cooper as yet? I met him today. Sat down with right. Mark today. Good. Yeah, um, you know that that was the first day in there. We started off this morning just um, touching base with various various staff. Um, I, I had a good meet with Mark this afternoon and we just started to obviously, you know, get to know each other, understand each other. Um, as I said, parameters have to exist. It's not a just a, you know, go out and do what you want sort of thing. But, you know, with the real understanding and, and, and reiterating to Mark that he's the football side of it. Um, you know, there's been in, in recent times where it's overlapped, where he's been undermined, where... And, you know, and I think to, 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 to a little bit detrimental to the club. And um, 
and and so you know any 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 member of staff anyone that 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 might come to their employer and say i want this and it costs this much i suppose they make that decision as to whether they feel it's viable i think if anyone can put a proper rationale behind why they're asking that then i'd I'd be the first one to listen as long as they'd listen to me when i said that's too much or yeah whatever you say so it as always just just communication is the sort of name of the game isn't it really so yeah there we are, but very early days as far as yeah, uh, yeah, 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 actually, yeah, yeah. Paul, you're on. Me, Paul. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, what, first and foremost, go back. I just like to say congratulations on getting the club. It's been a, a long road, but um, yeah. you know, and, and also, um, it's it's nice to see that you've already gone and started bringing some uh, valuable money into the club with the. Uh, Bamford's as the main stand sponsors and area as the kit uh, sponsors as well. Like so, that's uh, two things that have already started. So the ball's already rolling, isn't it? So yeah. uh, you know, it's that valuable money that is is coming into the club and getting the structure back, as you say, from the, the ground running up was really is, and uh, that can only take time. So uh, you know, Stephen yeah. and I were talking actually regarding. Um, the the potential local derbies that we've got next year, as regards to Western Supermare, Bath, Chippenham, you know, uh, Taunton Town, even from Farnborough, from about Old Rush, you know, uh, up London Way, you know, and down at Weymouth, right? So, you know, and, and those, those clubs are, are potentially far more advanced than us at the moment. Um, is there like a um, a strategy that you've got to try and get this club up and running as quickly as you possibly can with, with regards to the player input and what is actually, you know, I know you've done the re- looking at the retainer, but to trying to get us back onto a level so that we can start competing um, at this, at this level in a positive way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, there's active talks right from day one today as to where we're going to, going to get that have a solid team let people know who's playing um uh a bit of time spent in addressing um the issues uh with the players up front and you know there's certainly an absolute ambition of mine and uh, made it clear to mark although he's fully aware that that you know the 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 kind of words that have been echoing for for months if not years are you know we need we need some decent people up front. Um, can't argue yeah. with our defence and, and, and possibly <clears throat> midfield, but you know we get up to the front of the goal. We don't know what to do with it. Get nervous. We just need to put two damn good strikers up there, and that's where investment comes. And yeah, can't hope to get ticket revenue. Hope it's good, and then hope to buy players with that. I'm afraid it's you do you do the investment first, and you hope you get the results. Furthermore, you know the fact is a lot of local matches now. I think we'll be getting a, a great number of away visitors. I think there'll be kind of more bums on seats during games, yeah. um, and I think I think that'll that'll just add to the general kind of buzz, the crowd, the atmosphere, um, and it's it's just a period of taking stock and blank canvas, start again, let's freshen it up. You know, usually all the things that stop that was perhaps the ownership, the lack of wishing to invest in the team. Um, the club we've just got to grab it by the balls really and do it and you know it is the first time in a long period 
that we no longer have that sort of you know suspicion and confusion about well is it all about the land and the houses well no it's not it's first and foremost about winning goals and having a successful team that the community can be proud of um yeah it's secondary and that's really the difference the club comes first now mark is, yeah. the, is the insightful is, is the intention then because obviously you've got certain lads there that are on full-time professional contracts um, whose contracts have been extended for another season. So is yeah. the intention at the moment that the club will stay on a full-time basis or will it be a hybrid model? Will, they, will somebody come in sort of part-time, which happens? At the, at, at the moment, the intention is to stay full-time. Um, I think we've got to do that, stand a chance of going back up as soon as possible. Mm. Um, if we went a following season like it, one would have to sort of take stock and look at the numbers. And, you know, there's there's only only so much that you can sustain in that in that environment but we have to go all guns blazing we have to we have to put money in where where it might on paper seem slightly unviable as to what you're putting in and what you're getting back but i think if we end up if we end up becoming a part-time team i think you know it will further spiral i think that'll be a difficult one to really go out there and and really take hold of it and 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 win so you know, as it stands at the moment, the 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 the, the coming season will be will be a full time team. Well, Martin, it's it's great that you're here because it's like the last certainly the last month or so we've spent the first twenty minutes of each program saying that we didn't know what was going on, there was nothing to talk about, but we managed to talk about it for twenty minutes or so. So, it's, is the communication with the fan base something that you're going to Prioritize. I mean, I know you, obviously you can't prioritize everything, but that's one area that the the previous ownership were really, I think, really. I think poor that's on. a really simple priority. It almost yeah. feels like it almost feels like you're not prioritizing it because it's a standard thing. Now, yeah. I can fully understand with the suspicion and the, the the divided land and the housing and so on and so on, with an owner who perhaps is a bit disjointed. Why? The prospect of him sitting down with fans to be faced with questions about housing and, and, and the sort of yeah. thing. It's not that I'm justifying it or, or defending it, but we don't have that situation. Yeah. Um, I can't actually think of a situation where I wouldn't sit down with representatives of the fan base. I mean, it's just an absolute given. I've nothing to hide. I know, you know, the and, and it's not a subject I'd touch on right now, but they're pushing for fan ownership and things like that you know that needs to be just pulled off a little bit because there's there's a lot more to talk about than that at the moment but um there's i i i'm maybe i'm missing something but i can't see why i would not i think bi-weekly once a month however they want to shape it come and sit down and, and talk if 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 an unfeasible and unrealistic uh you know proposition is put to me then then i'd have the rationale to explain why that wouldn't suit. But other than that, I mean, feedback paramount from from any customer base, regardless of whether it's football or supermarket or anything else. So, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it, it's almost the fact that, you know, and when we talk about it as priority, it just feels like it's it's kind of standard. Um, yeah, you'd expect that, wouldn't you, regardless? I mean, it, it, it's... In, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's almost incredulous to think of the months or years that 
this has become a, a sort of default position to yeah. have a complete disconnect, to not be listened to, to be ignored. Um, I can't think of many other businesses in the world where they, if they ignored their customers to such a degree that they would still exist. But then yeah. again, we almost didn't or don't. So, so I'm, perhaps there is some truth in that. But any 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 fan base, any representative, any trust can can rest assured that um, you know we, we'll just get a a structured kind of calendar in place to do that. And by all means, it's it's a it's an it's an absolute given. Because that's one of the one of the things that has been most divisive over the last last few weeks is the whispers, the half stories, and then you're, you're getting misinformation all the way along, yeah. and it, and that just exaggerates the problem. If there we live in an age of it, now, so yeah, yeah so absolutely. You know, anyone can come on and be a, a journalist, and and you know, by creating a fake account and saying you know um all sorts of things so i mean again it all comes down to the fact what people quite rightly say well prove it well i will but i can't make time go any faster than it currently yeah is. obviously that's that yeah. you're going to be judged on you're going to be judged on results aren't you but yeah. at the same time if people know that there's something to expect whereas previously exactly. the club's just been drifting hasn't it there's been no well, i think I think for anyone listening, it's just worth reflecting on perhaps where we were, say, two weeks ago and where we are now. Exactly. And, and this and is the nature of what we said last week. We, we spent 20 minutes talking about the fact there was nothing to talk about. Exactly. You know, I, I, I fully expect the honeymoon period to be over and, and, yeah, and, you know, sort of resort to being a typical married couple or something. But, you know, in the meantime, we're going to be, we're going to be trying to do all we can for the best of the club. And, you know, it's not to detract from the fact that we are also taking an enormous risk on ourselves in, 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 in trying to resolve the situation that, you know, the fans have been suffering and the community has been suffering. So we're absolutely honoured to be, I was going to say custodians of the club, but that might be misconstrued as some sort of steward. <laughs> but um, to, be, to be in charge of the club. And it is an honour to us and we're local and it's, it's you know, it's an, it's an absolutely proud achievement for us to do that because there is no kind of um to our mind immediate kind of financial gain from that we, we that, that is one of the frustrating things is the potential in this area with this club with the support hmm. is is enormous it's and incredible. to see the possibility of it going to nothing is yeah. so frustrating yeah and and a, and a big eye opener for me because you know a bit different from going to games and that but but being involved in seeing the sheer kind of passion and dedication and loyalty yeah. of the fan base and the weight of it and and the, and the, and the demoralisation and, and the being snubbed and being ignored. And, you know, this cannot exist. It cannot exist. I am a tiny part of this operation. The fans are the biggest part of it. And that's what we've got to recognise and address. You know, those people that are trudging up to that match, young or old, hard-earned money, to, to watch a match and often watch them lose or something, you know, they're far more valuable within this sort of mechanism than, than I would ever be. Martin, it, it must be from your perspective, you are a local man. You were born and bred, I think you said. Um, so, I mean, it must be quite, you know, I think if I was in your shoes, I'd feel really chuffed to think, I own Yeovil Town Football Club. And Yeovil Town Football Club is, is not just any old football club. It's got a huge history. Um, yeah. You know, sort of FA Cup winning. I think at yeah. one stage they were they'd won 
the most number of FA Cups against league sides, etc., etc. It's it's a huge to me. It would be, and I'm sure it is to you. It's a sort of and an honour. And, and how lucky, fortunate to be born in a town where where we've got that. The the pride in me is not to turn around and say I own a football club. The pride in me is to be stood there last autumn and look at what seemed like an an insurmountable problem. Um, you know, devised or accidentally or naively, um, you know, created, whether it was with a council, whether it was anyone else, and looking, thinking the, the, the sheer injustice of this, the sheer frustration of not being able to get the right mechanism in to break this apart and fix it, um, that's the pride in it for me personally. It's not so I can sit at a dinner party and say I own a football club. It is for me to, to to hopefully appease the absolute fears and and, and low morale of three or four thousand fans and, and, a, and a community that that you know were suddenly were watching their club completely spiraling into the ground. So mm-hmm. certainly any any uh, um, ego part of it would, would have would have dissipated a long time ago because you, you you're just purely outweighed by the sheer number of fans who who um, didn't deserve this. And so, you know, that's that's where the pride comes from, really, yeah. more than anything. Torpy? Yeah, I've, I've written down a couple of uh, words. You know, certainly is proud to, to be able to own a, a football club uh, like Yolm Town. It's an honour to, to obviously do it as well. You mentioned uh, a word that I picked up on uh, about 10 minutes ago now, um, community. You know, it is it is such an important part of of uh, for any football club. You know, I think that's been sincerely lacking over the last couple of you know certainly the last few years. You know, do you see do you see yourself getting involved or that getting the club and the players back involved in in doing community? Um, yeah. Because you know, when, when when I was attached to the football club, I know Steve. You know, we had things like we did the code of snap. I wrote, wrote a few things down. We did the code of snaps uh, for schools. We actually went into the schools, you know, myself, Steve, John McGinley, Jerry Pearson, you know, and we were in touch with them, trying to raise money for the schools as well. But utilising um, our abilities as, as as members of the football club, you know, we did the summer soccer schools, which for Steve was in, imperative in bringing up, I think, is Steve still there? Is he? Yeah. You know, we had, we had hundreds and hundreds of kids out at the Overton and, was a, a, such a, a popular part of the football club, which was integral in bringing the community and, and attaching it to the football club as well. Um, Tone Pounder at the moment, uh, through a friend of his, has just done a walk and talk for mental health down at Westlands Cricket Club. You know, and do you see yourself really trying... I mean, listen, I know you can't do it overnight because obviously like, you've got a football club to build up from scratch again, which has been completely let down as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, do you see yourself in... in, in in getting the players involved in uh, actively it, in the community. Yeah, it's all about that reconnect, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's yeah. all about, 100%. you know, you could also liken it to the very, you know, junior kind of grassroots football upwards to the club and how we can fill in some gaps with local recruitment and following all that up through. But it's just all about the reconnect. It's all about this is your club. And those players, those members of staff, they are ambassadors for that club. And I think sometimes maybe not realise just how 
how adored they are by fans, um, you know, by 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 kids and so on. And I just think it's kind of I can see how it's happened. I can see how that how that kind of gap is, is has occurred mm. um, because there's there's yeah. I mean, I think. You, You've got to feel absolutely valued. You've got to feel like you're, you're, you're part of that working mechanism. And I can understand how that might have all just sort of dissolved away over the last couple of years. But I think, you know, you could speak to any player and you'll, you'll see them when they go out there and do things, the hospital or what have you, is they, they get absolute joy from it, the recipients yeah. do. And I think there's any number of creative opportunities that can be thought about. Putting into the community is a very big part of what we like doing. And... You know, I, I think I think Yeovil Town's perfect vehicle to to do that yeah. on. You've got to give back. You know, they're coming and paying their tickets and coming and watching. You've got to give something back. You've got to be, you know, you belong to them. That's that's the thing. The club belongs to them. If I yeah. just oh, dive so, in, Nick. Sorry, Paul. Can I just dive in because I've got a, a question yeah. here that coming. Uh, this is a question from Richard Quinney. He says, "What is your immediate plan going forward, and where do you see and what do you think?" we can achieve next season and is Mark Cooper still going to be manager? Well, Mark Cooper firstly is, is the manager for the next season. Um, I think we've touched a bit on the sort of short, medium and long term, um, short term, you know, financial stability. I think as Steve commented, you know, those, those issues are still there the first day I come as they were, you know, last week. So, um, you know, put some fires out in that respect, get some stability. We just want to improve the, the visual aspects of the stadium, the facilities, um, certainly the team, whack a couple of good strikers in there if, if circumstances allow us. You know, you've got people saying, right, you said you put £2 million in, chuck it in right now then. Well, we're not, we're not going to just just chuck it straight in and say, go and, go and buy, you know, whatever you want. But that budget is set aside. It's what we want to do. You know, we are we are kind of. I understand that the fans feel they're taking a bit of a, a, a chance on 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 me. I can say I'm taking quite a chance as well in in uh, on the club. But we're in it long term, and you know we want the we want the uh, you know the the sort of spectre of a of a, a sort of owner who lives some miles away to be well and truly sort of confided to the history books. I, I don't even understand why there isn't some sort of legislation that prevents that sort of thing at this level of football because sometimes you're very hard pressed to understand why someone from the other side of the country would want a National League or National League South team. It's a strange one for me um, but usually when that question pops up there's usually some land attached to the, to the sort of uh, Martin, you must also remember is that fans will always spend plenty of your money and lots more of it as well. Oh yeah, and not just <laughs> and then that. and then carry on and want you to sign Ronaldo as well, Rod. So, that's it. That's you know, it. I mean, so. I didn't realise just how many consummate business people were on Twitter in the last couple of days, but um, they all mean well when they're asking it for a reason. And and you know, I understand some might be unrealistic in what they're asking for, but. But the, the the driving factor behind all of it is their is their wish to protect their club. So you, they can't be blamed for for you know suggesting all these things. Really, but you're, you're mm. definitely not going to be short of advice over the next few weeks. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> 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 Surrounded by 
Just, just <laughs> give us a call, Martin. Just give us a call. I think we'll just leave it to this, to this, yeah, to this board. I was going to say most of that advice will come from this very podcast. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> what more would I need? What more would I need? <laughs> I can retire soon. Yeah. Steve, you've gone all quiet. Yeah, no, I just, I was just thinking, like you, you were talking there, Martin, about like some stability and like some calm, and I, and I think actually, like the one thing you can't control is football results. You know, you can Indeed. think you've got, yeah. you got the best. So, yeah. As long as I think, as long as the supporters can see that there's a plan, it's clearly communicated, and it's it's logical. You know, so football clubs are just businesses, aren't they? You know, yeah. Not, not, I mean, so, it's a limited company. It's you know, and, and absolutely, it, it, it's quite an observation that we. We rarely actually talk about the ball going in the net at the moment, which no. is which is the one thing that you know you can do your best to set up the structure to make that happen. But you know there will be wins, losses, and everything in between. But I think I think the the factor is that the transparency is 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 the key thing. Um, you can only try your best, and so can those players, so can I, so can Mark, and everyone in between. But um, I think if you've removed the animos and a suspicion and so on and I think you know it's almost like going in the club and opening all the windows and letting some fresh air blow through there and that's that's the process that, that we've begun and, and again I reiterate where we were a couple of weeks ago where we are now well on that basis where might we be in six months or a year and so on so well, I've, I've never I've never known a football club either I've worked in or I've been associated with or I've known somebody who's worked there who have been successful on the field when it's oh. been carnage off of the field? Yeah, it's it, it, it just it's, it just sort of like seeks through into the players. They've well, been I mean, the players could, bothered could, about it, but it could, does take their minds. Yeah, you could visually see it in the players on the pitch recently, yeah. and that's that's to the extent of you know the trickle down from you know top to bottom, and that's no reflection on the players at all. But you know you can imagine it, it must. Any anyone that's worked in a company where they're sort of very unhappy and there's that sort of feeling, your performance is gonna is gonna suffer accordingly. So I, I, I'd say to the players, I'm admirable for the level of patience and 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 sort of gumption they they've kept during the process. In fairness, Martin, can I can I ask, and you 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 don't have to answer this question. I've just suddenly thought about it. Saying? As you would say, oh, yeah. that, red um, red flags up, you... chaps. <laughs> just as we're coming to the end as well. Um, when you went into the club today, did you did you feel there was sort of an aura of uncertainty or anything, whether that be players, staff, whoever you saw today? Not about your arrival, but just of where the club has obviously drifted in the last couple of years, and particularly the last six months and, and with the relegation confirmed. Did it feel like that there was... Like you could just tell straight away that there was a lot of work to do in just lifting the whole morale of the club. I think I, it 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 felt it felt really good. It felt really liberating because each person, when when we either sat down collectively or individually, were immediately feeling like, well, um, we kind of need this, but I, you know, well, okay, let's get that, and and almost a. Uh, are you sure? Like, is that okay? I, I, I think it felt, I think it felt quite liberating. An element of, of, you know, a bit tentative from their end, because it's been very difficult for them um, to successfully do their job if 
you know, budgets, communication. I think everyone was was really quite calm and, and you almost didn't need this level of, of um, you know, hierarchy or, uh, you know, standing on ceremony. It was just really nice to sit down and say, right, what's immediate priorities? Um, I think most people that work for me or with me, I'm, I'm fairly easy breezy, to be honest with you. Um, because there's always, I mean, it's business. It's not personal. There's, there's a requirement. There's a solution. Is it viable? They're only doing their jobs. You know, they're coming in mm-hmm. and doing those jobs and, 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 and they've been doing them for a long time. Look, well, you know, they should, you know, I want those people tap dancing to work because they enjoy their, their job so much. Not, uh, not sort of afraid to ask if they can, you know, buy new box of paper clips or something. So well, ultimately, everybody wants the same thing, don't they? That's what yeah. they're all. Everybody That's wants it. a successful football club in the That's town. It. Yeah, and you know they're employed and charged with the task of contributing towards that. So, so yeah. to feed them in any way, it is it, sort of contradictory, really. Um, and I, and there is that general. What comes across from the staff there is a genuine, deep-rooted uh, want for that result. Not yeah. just, you know, um, just because they're paid to do it. You know, some have been there 13, 15 years or something. It's, it's you know, you don't do that without um, really being invested in it, I think. You know, so I think, <clears throat> you know, all the people I met today all come across as is, is very amicable, um, very receptive, um, you know, I listen to them fully. That, in fairness, they're more expert on it than I am by far. And so, you know, I'm 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 just as uh, on a learning curve with a lot of it, if you like. But you can tell when when a team are invested and dedicated and wanting it first and foremost from their hearts rather than their pay packets, for example. So, you know, hats off to them, and certainly for what they've had to endure for you know some considerable time there. Pretty mm. sort of difficult circumstances well we're coming up to five minutes to go so uh gentlemen if you've got any last minute quickies that you can fire at martin now then that's the time to do it just the one martin you answered the second question first but then never answered the first question i I know i knew that gun would still be smoking (laughs) seven years as a policeman you see (laughs) i think i'll answer it best i can um smoking guns politics backroom politics, official ones, unofficial ones, um, you know, um, all the things that I would imagine that are involved in a business proposition where more than one person is keen to win that club, um, there will always be a, a level of perhaps uh, slightly unofficial and things going on. I'm choosing my words carefully. Um, there were a few things that... <coughs> Yes, sort of raise an eyebrow at my end. Um, a few things you learn of as you're going through the process. At that point, you're committed to either say, I want this club or I don't. And you have to accommodate those things that are going on, navigate around them, try and find the, you know, try and be professional. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, we came good on that. But yes, yeah, certainly in a, high, in a high profile deal or club like that, um, certainly where there's more than one party um, wanting it, and I'd, and I'd probably go as far as say probably three, um, that people are 
may perhaps sort of uh, try a few things on that wouldn't be classes entirely uh, amicable, if you like. But there we go. That's that was the process. So, yeah. Martin, so, just yeah. just slightly on a slightly different uh, subject. What would you think of a, a grown man that had a life-size cutout of Jurgen Klopp in that hallway? <laughs> well, lucky I don't know really. My, 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 my sister's got a life-size cutout of Elvis in her hallway, so I don't know which is, I don't know which is which is which really. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I'd be. I think in a modern world, I'd be fully understanding of his. Uh, of well, his um, Oh, okay. good. Now, oh, now, now you can right. see why. Well, <laughs> Excellent. Dave's particularly happy to hear that. <laughs> now, now you can see why we call him Hilda, can't you? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a connection there, Hilda. There's now there's a connection. Elvis, yeah. and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you bonded. Yeah, yeah, quite. quite. Excellent. Yeah, unfortunately, mm. he's, uh, he's folded away at the moment. I'm not quite sure where he is. <laughs> Best place for him. Um, Paul, have you got anything last minute for, for um, Martin? No, I just want to wish you all the best. And, uh, you know, and um, uh, yeah, just all the best. And I uh, hope it goes uh, as smoothly as it possibly can uh, with all the little irons you're going to find in the fire. But um, And if there's opportunity for you to be involved in some of those community things you spoke of, if you, if you wish to have a chat about that, we could, you know, talk about some of those things as well. So that would be, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll just echo the, the thoughts, really. I think we all wish you, you know, tremendous good luck in this. Um, uh, I think it's it's a it's a brave man doing it, but I think at the same time it's a man that's 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 from the community, that understands the community, and understands the the, the focus of football within the community. So, you know, wish you all the best, and thanks ever so much for coming on the show tonight. I hope you'll be a regular guest for us. We'll do our best for everyone, and we'll be happy to talk again whenever you like. That'll be that'll lovely, job. Okay, right. thank you, Martin. Thanks it's so been, much, everyone. It's been lovely to have Bye, you. Martin. Thank you. Bye. Thanks Bye. a lot. Take Cheerio, care. Bye-bye.